How do you, as a leader of a growing community, truly make a conference or event that has impact? A gathering with purpose and an attendee experience that knocks their socks off? An event that leaves your audience in awe and wondering where you've been their whole life? Make It Kick-Ass is the podcast that explores these questions by uncovering the strategies, tactics, and tools that we use every day to bring our clients' conferences to life. I'm Isaac Watson, executive producer of Kick-Ass Conferences, and we're here to help you make it kick-ass. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Isaac Watson, executive producer at Kick-Ass Conferences, and of course, I have with me none other than Nessa Jimenez. Say hi, Nessa. Hi, everyone. Nessa is our operations manager, and we are excited to dig into another episode with you uh, this season In case you're catching up with us, we are talking about some of those questions that we get all the time from people we talk to about events and thinking a little bit about like, where do these questions come from? What do they actually mean? Where, uh, how can we tease out what the real underlying problems are uh, behind these questions and how we can find solutions for them? So uh, today, one of the questions that we get asked all the time, especially in the last two and a half years, with the panini slash pandemic slash whatever you want to call it, uh, is what event platform should I host my event on? And that, uh, I cannot tell you how many times we have heard this question. It is just, it's constant, barraged with it. And I get it. it there's a lot out there. Uh, it's, a, it's a big question. Uh, but before we dive into kind of what we think some of the issues are with asking that question, um, what do what do we actually think people mean by that, Nessa? Yes. So when people come to us with that question on their mind, what what they're actually asking us is, what's the best platform? Like, what's the best tech? What is the the brand name, the Ferrari of event platforms, right? <laughs> and behind that is what platform has the most bells and whistles, has the most like uh, features that I can like impress people with and get all flashy with it. Um, and like from that, it's because especially like you mentioned the last two years with the pandemic, um, it just seems like it, they should be using an event platform. They should be investing in an event platform because there has just been this explosion of marketing in the event platform like sector and so many platforms coming out all of a sudden um, that they ask because they think that they should. Right. Or that their audience expects there to be some sort of app or platform right. or technology or underlying whiz-bang solution, right? Right, right. Yeah, I, it is um, the explosion of event tech has been kind of mind-numbing to see because there's been so much. And then you have, because it's the startup world, you have all these mergers and acquisitions and so-and-so bought this other thing. And, uh, you know, yes, it just, yes. it it boggles the mind. Uh, and I get it. Like, there's there's a lot out there. And, of course, because of the pivot to virtual that so many people did. Uh, There's these quote unquote new markets, even though virtual event tech has been around for a long time Uh, and it can be overwhelming. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money going into selling these things. Uh, And so that's just 
that's just a question on top of everybody's minds um, because they they feel like they need to impress people, that people expect it. They want to know what the best thing is because, of course, everybody wants to do the best thing. Um, right, right. And, and, and they, want, they want the best that can do everything perfectly, like the one to rule them all. It does all the things and it's yep. incredible at the things. Um, and we'll talk about that a little later. But, yeah, they they they... They want to know what platform is the answer. It, you know, which one is it? And please tell me so I can go get it. Yeah. Um, so let's dig into some of the actual problems um, that are underlying this question, the, the issues that people are having that are bringing this up. Um, and I think the big one, uh, well, I mean, what we were just talking about is, is that the marketing out there has just been bonkers with money and and pizzazz and every and let me tell you just even as a producer like the amount of of like sales emails right like the second you demo something like oh you just get (laughs) hounded and they're like yeah let's sign a contract yeah let's get you in for 12 months we're gonna you know, oh, we have community now you know like we talked about this a little bit last season right um but it just the inundation of of event platform marketing is very overwhelming, uh, and as as kind of the market rebalances as as we come out of or through the pandemic, uh, back into a world where we do have hybrid and only in person and only virtual stuff, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Um, so so just that inundation of marketing, I think, is is enough to give. Uh, organizers a lot of um, anxiety or pause or confusion around figuring out what to what to choose yeah I mean thanks to the pandemic like millions and millions of dollars have been invested in in marketing these things and a lot of event platforms were born during the pandemic and have already died during the pandemic Mm -hmm. because it's just uh it's it's been wild the absolute amount of like gimmicks and like some platforms do one thing really well, but then they're a mess in other things. And then like in the past six months, we've seen so many mergers and acquisitions. And just recently I saw something about like 600 people got laid off from Mm -hmm. one of these big platforms. And yeah. So I, I mean, I'm not surprised this has suddenly become such a big question because yeah, I mean, marketing right it's on everybody's minds uh, i'd also say that um shiny object syndrome right like part of that marketing is b- they're putting like these cool little features in your face and you're like oh yeah that does seem cool i want to i want to play with that like i being the one as the ops manager i always end up doing like the testing and the playing around with mm-hmm. platforms before we actually like use any for the events right and yeah there's all kinds of like little gimmicky things that are cute and are fun uh (laughs) but i can see how someone who doesn't really know about production could fall into that trap of like this seems cool i think we should use it yeah (laughs) exactly and and it's really easy to get to get swept away by the shiny objects and to to feel like oh yeah i i i don't just want that i need that my people need like this is Mm -hmm. a core core feature um and it and i I get the i mean i I get into this too um 
I think what the kind of underlying um, issue with all of this is that um, when you take that approach, when you're focused on the platform so heavily as this like, like if it is not the solution, then my event fails kind of thing. Right. The right. the real issue underlying that is that you're depending on what we call the box uh, and not the product itself. The product itself is the event. It's not the platform that you choose to host the event or to facilitate the event. Um, the platform has influence on what that experience is. But if you don't actually know what the product is that you're delivering and uh, honing that first, then there's no way you can find a platform solution that's going to serve those needs. Yeah, and the marketing has done a really good job of convincing people that the platform is the event and the platform is not the event. The platform mm -hmm. is the platform, <laughs> you know. Um, the It's like saying you picked a great venue and that's it. Like that's, you did the job you had to do because <laughs> you got a great venue for the event and yeah, like whatever. You didn't really worry about the actual event that's supposed to happen inside the venue. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, and any meeting planner will tell you or event planner will tell you that uh, first you need to figure out what it is you're doing and then you go find an, a venue that mm -hmm. will fit that. Uh, and the same is true of a virtual event or a hybrid event is you need to figure out the what uh, and the why. And then you can start to work on the how and the when and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's where the tech platform comes in. Yeah, and I don't blame people kind of for, for falling for marketing because first of all, like I mentioned, a lot of money has gone into marketing, right? Um, but at this core, there is a marketing um, like strategy that is true. It just doesn't apply to events. So like in product-based businesses, the packaging of the product is a very big deal. And a lot of money goes into designing the packaging and making it look great so that when people walk into a store, right, they see the item on the shelf and, and the packaging is so pretty that, you know, they buy, like they're willing to spend a couple more dollars for the same product because the box is so nice. Like I've done this. I've, mm -hmm. I love like packaging and like I find that fascinating because it's true. Like the first thing that you see of a product is the box, right? Not really the actual thing. So Trying to apply that kind of concept to an event, like I can see where the marketers are going with that, but it it doesn't work because like with an event, I sold you the ticket and now you're there and now what? <laughs> like well, now what happens? Yeah. And and I think, you know, in the, the difference for me is that when you have, when you're talking about like a retail product, the packaging <clears throat> has to reflect the product inside, right? They are, it, mm -hmm. it's part of the brand experience and stuff. You don't see someone marketing an event and leaning into, oh, well, and we're going to do this event on Hopin or on Swap Card or like you don't, you're not well, they marketing. Well, they shouldn't. They, they shouldn't. shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because let's be honest, there are people that have done that. Uh, yeah, they shouldn't, true. but. Sure. <laughs> Um, but, but that doesn't, um, the difference for me is that, uh, product packaging is essentially a brand element, mm -hmm. right? It, it has a function in that it needs to protect the item from damage in shipping and, and it needs to convey some information about the product. But 
an event platform doesn't serve that same purpose. It is its function is is a facilitation tool, right? And so that's mm-hmm. not what you need to be leading with. You lead with the program and the content and the the reason why the event exists in the first place and then you source a platform that will smoothly integrate and facilitate all of that based on what your different components and needs are. Yeah, and a good event platform uh, disappears, right? Yeah, it's it's not the center of attention. It it uh, it allows things to happen. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, so let's talk about some of the the solutions that we can offer um, to help kind of tease out these problems and this this overarching question um, that that help kind of set people up from the get go to be more intelligent about choosing a platform. Right. I, I, the first one, talking about the box versus the product in the box, right? Um, the first question is, what programming are you offering? What What is the event actually going to be? Is this educational? Is this like a festival? Is this a market? Like, what 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 are you actually doing at the event? Yeah, if you like if you don't have if there's no there there like why yeah. <laughs> why even bother finding a platform because you've got to have something to put out to the audience right. uh, and that's why it's important to think about uh, speaker lineup that's why it's important to think about your schedule and your the actual content what kind of topics are you covering um, what how, how can you craft a schedule and a program that uh, that delivers on your goals and on your audience's goals. Um, and and that's the other piece is like you need to know what your audience's goals are. Uh, and that's going to be different uh, depending on the format of your event. If you are in-person only, the goals for coming to an in-person experience from an audience's standpoint are a little different. They're, like there's a social interaction component. Uh, that can also take uh, form as networking. Um, you have um, this kind of social uh, social contract of surrendering surrendering uh, surrendering yourself as you go into a venue and mm-hmm. just kind of letting the program happen to you and then being able to respond to that. Things are a little different with an online-only event. Uh, there are limited social interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get face-to-face time in the same way as you would in person. Um, it, you, there's no like large room for you all to gather in in the same way. And so the goals shift and change. And so thinking about what format you're taking and what programming you're offering will inform understanding the goals of your audience. Right. And how how best can that audience participate in that event? So um, first of all, not all events need a lot of audience participation, right? Like there Mm -hmm. are events where it's best for the audience to just sit back and absorb the information, right? Absorb the the content. But there are other events where the audience needs to participate a lot because the point is networking, right? If it's a networking event, the audience needs to be able to interact and they need to be able to interact with a tool that allows that to happen easily Mm -hmm. um, and organically and without having to like sit there for an hour and teach them how to use the thing, right? Um, so how, how can they best participate to reach their goals, but then also 
Um, how can they best participate? If it's an audience that's not very tech savvy, what are you doing putting them on a platform that requires um, prior knowledge, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the learning curve is is huge mm-hmm. um, for those who aren't accustomed to it. Even though we're all used to Zoom at this stage, theoretically, should be. We should um, be. Mm-hmm. The, you know how how is your platform going to differ from that, and what mm-hmm. kind of um, kind of technical know-how are people going to be required to use it? Um, and and thinking about like the diff- so maybe one of their goals is networking. Well, what kind of networking? Do you need to be suggesting people for them to meet? Do they have opportunities in the program to meet people in small groups and to make connections on their own? Like there are whole feature sets that are dedicated to networking that differ um, from st- you know structure to matchmaking to things like that. It, it is really about understanding how your audience is going to engage and what their goals are and how you can can fit that. Um, the other piece I was thinking about was f- educational content, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're teaching mm-hmm. your audience something uh, through any part of your program, you need to be able to uh, give them a way to ask questions or to vet what they're learning or to demonstrate uh, the outcomes of a workshop or a webinar or things like that. So all of those goals have different aspects that feed into an event platform. And if you're, if you are thinking about that in advance and you know what those goals are, that's going to inform your evaluation of the different platforms. Yeah, um, and these are conversations that we have very early on with our clients, programming and the audience, right? And we do a lot of research. Uh, Like I sit down and I go through their website. I go through their social media um, because the point is I need to understand, like, who are these people? How do they they interact? How do they engage with uh, the client, right? Because that really helps us make... uh, content decisions that will then later on help us make platform decisions yeah exactly all right uh let's recap a little bit uh so the the core question that we keep getting asked by folks is which platform should i host my event on uh but we don't think that's the real question the underlying uh meaning behind that is uh wanting to know what the best event tech is um feeling like they need to impress their audience with bells and whistles that their audience expects an app or a platform or something uh, to participate in the event and feeling the need to uh, or, or the obligation to invest in an app or a platform of some kind. Um, those are like the real questions underlying it. And then the problems that kind of drum up those questions um, are really around depending on the box and not developing the product. And that's like, ultimately like that's the big thing is like, if you don't have confidence in what you're creating and you're jumping forward to picking a platform without identifying that first, you've kind of put the cart before the horse, so to speak. Uh, So through the work that we do with our clients and that kind of initial planning process, what you really need to be asking is, what kind of programming are you offering? What are your audience's goals? And how do they expect to and how can they best participate in your event? And if you know that, then you're going to know what features 
in an event platform you're looking for. You're going to know better how to evaluate the different options against those goals and those methods of participation and where you can identify opportunities to surprise and delight or to uh, exceed expectations in a way that's much more informed by who your audience is and what your event goals are than just bowing to the whim of the marketing dollars that are just being thrown left and right at us. Thanks for listening to the Make It Kick-Ass podcast. And if you've ever been overwhelmed by all the event tech options out there, we hope today's episode made it easier to drown out that noise and make decisions for your audience. If you visit geteventlab.com, you'll get a free copy of a tool we use with our clients to help them build up their programming strategy and how to choose the best platform for their events and more. That's geteventlab.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.